I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. that there is no breed of sports fan quite like the one who follows the Cleveland Browns. And then the Browns go and ruin that by having a decent season. Well, welcome to the new, best, hardiest, toughest breed of fans in the world. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports and this, the newly reborn DK Sports Radio Podcasting Network. Welcome to you, the greatest of all fans on the planet, for the same reason that it would blow my mind every year driving up the turnpike and heading close to First Energy Stadium in Cleveland and seeing the seas and seas of tailgaters along the lake. Hardly a Steelers jersey anywhere. Nothing but Browns fans. And this team was, at the time, like 1-13 or 0-15. Pick your record, pick your year. This is what they were. And that place holds 73,000. And it would be filled with Browns fans. There was not a phenomenon like it in any professional sport. Nothing comparable. And then the Browns finally got some semi-competent ownership and management. Head coach went and spent some money, got some talent. Built it up into eh, something. I mean, they're still not great. They finished better than the Steelers did, if you get right down to it, and they were a playoff team. So those people now, by comparison, have it easier than you do. How? How are you going to do this? That's the question that I have for you today. Because if you're listening to this show, by simple definition— On that count alone, you're committed. You're not one of those people who just uh, goes to the water cooler and hears two or three people talking about the Pirates and it takes no more than a millisecond for the conversation to turn into something about nutting, payroll, seven springs, uh, trading all our good players, blah, 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 blah. You're more than that. Or less than that, I guess, depending on how tough you are on yourself for this particular distinction. But you're not that. You're here. You're listening to this. Earlier this week, I did an entire show, or most of the show, about a 16-year-old Dominican kid who has virtually the same chance of making the Pirates as you do, mathematically. But you listened to it. Why? Because you're in. 
How are you going to handle this? How? How are you going to put up with what you're about to see these next, I don't know, one, two, three years? Because it's going to take that long. You know that, right? If you look at the ages of the players that Ben Charrington's been acquiring, most of them are 19-ish. You know, there's some that are 21 and 22. There's been two of them who are 26. And those players, not surprisingly, will have a chance to immediately crack the Pittsburgh roster, and they should. Both pitchers. But otherwise, when you're talking about two 19-year-olds being picked up from Arizona for Starling Marte, when you're talking about international players, I mentioned Shaleen Polanco, there's players in Australia, there's players everywhere that are really, really young. It's going to take them time just to get to Bradenton, meaning for rookie ball. And then from there, you got to start climbing the ladder. The ladder's not going to be as complex as it's been in the past, meaning you don't necessarily have to hit all six rungs because now there's only four since Major League Baseball rightly streamlined minor league ball. It should never have been that complicated. Will Charrington be the guy, uh, as Neil Huntington was maddeningly at times, who takes someone deliberately slowly through the minors? Just because, you know, if he's a little bit older, then Pittsburgh will get the best six years of that guy's career instead of bringing him up when he's actually ready to help your major league team. I'll do a whole show on that someday. But whichever the case is, it's going to be a while. And when you turn on your TV, or heck, you know, if we all get vaccinated at some point soon, if you make it down to the ballpark, and you watch this team, it will not do well in 2021. Certainly not as presently constituted, unless they go out and sign a bunch of guys. And, I mean, again, you're talking about something that's incredibly unlikely. You're in for a rough ride as a fan. What will you do? Will you just look at the young guys on the Pittsburgh roster and hope that they mature? Will you just focus on Brian Hayes and not worry whether or not they lose the game? Or Mitch Keller, or Brian Reynolds, or Kevin Newman, Cole Tucker, JT Brubaker. Will those be the guys that you focus on and you say, you know what, I don't care how the rest of them do. This isn't my problem. My problem is the Pirates from two or three years from now. I guess that's one way to do it. Will you keep a closer eye on the minor leagues? Even the low, low, low minor leagues. People say they want to do that. People say they're going to do that. I, I've gotten this for years uh, from readers. Oh, this is, I'm going to really, really pay attention. And they, they, they don't. It's not that easy to do. You can look at the stats once in a while. You can read maybe something that we put up on our site. But it's not the same as watching those kids and experiencing them with your own eyes. And all I have to do to prove my point on that is to ask you, what you knew or how much you'd seen of Kibrian Hayes before he showed up last year. Exactly. See? Hayes has been coming for a while. He didn't surprise anybody. I mean, that month did, but I mean, his existence didn't. You are in for 
one really, really big challenge here. Maybe with a big payoff. Maybe. In two or three years, you can be the one who said, I was with these guys all the way. I I was on board with what they were doing. I knew it was the right approach. And I've been following Leo Ver Peguero's career ever since he was a 19-year-old shortstop that they picked up for Marte. I've loved everything that Leo Ver Peguero has done <laughs> every step of the way. And you can impress all your friends in your section at PNC Park. But it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be fun. Unless, unless something crazy were to happen. There have been situations, including in baseball, where teams are put together that are all young. And everyone says, oh, they're going to be so bad. They're going to... And then they end up being like the more recent Miami Marlins. When people think of the successful Marlins, they tend to go back to the two times they won world championships. And those really don't apply because the Marlins actually got those by spending like crazy at the last minute. Um, the more recent Marlins have been more in line with this, where they've been stripped down. They've just been kids, but the kids progressed faster. And the kids progressed from being in the majors and learning the hard way on the job. And then their talent would shine through and they would be all of a sudden out of nowhere beating teams in the NL East. Heaven knows I'm not making any such forecast. The Pirates are nowhere near that status and neither is their system. But it also could happen faster than that. And when it does, and everybody jumps back on board, which they will, all the people who, ah, said I'm done, I'm never giving them another penny or whatever else, they'll be back, and you'll be sitting there going, hey, I was here all along. There, so you can have that. When we come back, just one question. Quoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Time for just one question. If you'd like to submit yours for this show, go to DK Pittsburgh Sports. Find the accompanying article that goes with this podcast and just leave the question right down there in comments. Easy enough. 
This portion of Daily Shot is brought to you by our friends at Mike's Beer Bar and the sister operation right next door, North Shore Tavern. They're both on Federal Street, right across from PNC Park, the side with the Willie Stargell statue. Open for business, both of them. Go inside. At Mike's, you can enjoy your favorites from the more than 500 beers he's got on tap, including from more than 50 local breweries. At the North Shore Tavern, you can enjoy the trademark steak on a stone, a meal unlike any other in the city. Head on down to Mike's Beer Bar. Tell them we sent you. Today's Just One Question comes from Dan, who says, Hey, Dan, thank you for the distraction. Not sure what I'm distracting you from, Dan, but okay. Presumably it's the state of the planet at the moment. Wondering if you have any info or crystal ball about the very crowded infield for the Pirates this year, even after trading Josh Bell. Will Philip Evans get another hard look or platoon at first base and third base? How about shortstop? Uh, any hot stove on Adam Frazier moves? I'd be interested if selling low for I would be interested if selling low for anything is worth it. I seem to think yes. Thank you for that. Well, thank you, Dan, for the question. There's a lot there. The first thing I'll do, though, is take dispute with your issue that it's a very crowded infield. Um, I'm always careful about using a term like that just because there are a lot of numbers of the same types of players or the same levels of players there. The Pirates infield is crowded only at one position. And that would be third base because Cabrian Hayes has a stranglehold on it, hopefully for the next decade and change. Other than that, there is nothing remotely resembling crowded about it. If your shortstop battle is between Eric Gonzalez, Kevin Newman, and Cole Tucker, and Newman alone doesn't rise up to where he was two years ago, then the shortstop battle doesn't exist. If second base is left as a remnant position, meaning like a consolation prize for whoever doesn't make it at shortstop, and we're talking about the same three guys, then that's not crowded either. I'm presuming, by the way, as you seem to suggest in your question, that Frazier will be traded. And at first base, you've now got Colin Moran. That's it. Now, I do think the Pirates are going to add a couple veterans as you go here. They're going to identify positions that need some reinforcement. They're going to look for uh, they're going to look for guys who can be the jack of all trades types. Derek Shelton loves that sort of thing. Most managers do. Clint Hurdle did as well. Uh, they love to have guys that they can throw in at any position, especially in the National League. Uh, you can do more things with your lineup, including throughout the game. But crowded, no. I mean, you mentioned Philip Evans. No. I mean, Philip Evans looked like he could hit a little bit before he went down for the year. But, you know, he's a known commodity, and he's been in the minors for a very, very long time for a reason. So whatever it was that the Pirates saw in, in Evans' peripherals and then continue to see in spring training 1.0 and then continue to see when he started playing before getting hurt in 2020, that's not crowded. There's nothing about this infield that's crowded. I don't mean to dump on your question. 
Uh, it's just that I'm, I'm trying to be as real as I can, and, and I hope that's always understood whenever I answer a question in a way that somebody might not necessarily like or go along with the spirit of what they've asked. What the pirates need, Dan, out of all of this, is to build up legitimate, crowded scenarios, and not just in Pittsburgh. What I'm telling you right now about the infield I could work my way down to Indianapolis and have the exact same discussion. I could work my way down to Altoona and have the exact same discussion. Because there aren't battles down there either. There's nothing crowded down there either. And that's the problem. That's the problem. Not just the part that everybody sees up here in Pittsburgh. The problem is a lack of talent competition of depth and yes of being crowded at positions all through the system that's why you add not just quality but also quantity the way charrington's been doing it thanks for this i appreciate it and thanks to everybody for listening we'll do one more show tomorrow and i think you're going to like this one Point Park University, in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door. Your car. Your gym locker. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.